everybody, the SWP is brought to you by All Insurance Ontario and Jim K. Ford, where you can custom order your next Ford vehicle to ensure you get the exact vehicle you want at the right time. Easy steps. Jump online at jimkford.com, select your vehicle, choose your model, trim, and options. Then the Jim K. Ford team will contact you to confirm your selections and pricing and answer all your questions before your order is placed. Easy as that. Your vehicle created your way. Jim K. Ford, 1438 Uville Drive in Orleans or jimkford.com. If there's one thing I love almost as much as sports, it's helping people get the best deals on insurance. If I can't help you get a better rate on home and auto insurance, I'll treat you to a coffee. Call me or text at 801-2659. Check out allins.ca. All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. The SWP with Steve Warren and Jim Jerome. Ottawa Sports Talk every weekday. For the win. Ontario, the winner of the 2022 CP Women's Open. Okay, welcome to the SWP, ladies and gentlemen. Tales of sports and whatever coming up today. That clip, by the way, from TSN, Laura Keto. Keto? Rito. No, Laura Rito of South Africa winning your CP Women's Open. The hunt is over. That's actually a pretty good line. Brooke Henderson yes. does not have the performance she was hoping for in her hometown. Rory rallies and wins $18 million on the Tour Championship. Jack Eichel finally feeling healthy again. That and much more, including a Red Blacks win coming up here on the SWP. Thank you for being with us. We hope you enjoy the show. Uh, I'm getting quite a show again as uh, (laughs) Jimmy randomly tears his shirt off as the show gets underway. How are things? Well, Stevie, you know, I get up in the morning. I was up. I was up all night. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes I don't. Sometimes that happens. I was, you know, jonesing, anxious about some shit I got to do. And yep. And uh so I was making lists, Stevie. I'm, I'm, I guess I'm getting old now. You know, right? I used to just go to bed, and uh, so I had ended up sleeping in uh, when I finally went to sleep. And uh, so my my routine, Stevie. Okay, when I when I pile out of bed, is uh, I throw the shorts on. Okay, uh, and cause, so I got to come down for the coffee. So I just throw the shorts on. I make my bed, Steve. Oddly enough. Okay, that is I, odd. I, I would have bet you never make your bed. If the only reason I make my bed, Steve, is because there's probably a chance if I don't make my bed that I will go through the whole day uh, with zero accomplished. Nothing. So when I make my bed, uh, by the, you know, at least I got that done, Stevie. Right. right. At least I got that done. Uh, so that's why I do it. So you know, ah, there we go. I made my bed. Um, so off I go, and then I roam around. I water my plants. Stevie, I drink coffee. Uh, and then I slide by, you know, to go check my mail or something. And I slide by a mirror and realize, Steve, I'm fat. Right, right. I mean, I'm fat. Fat stomach. Uh, and I thought, I, you know, I keep weighing myself. My, my plan weight, Stevie, is about a buck 95, okay? Buck 97. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm at night, Stevie, I'm 207, and I'm 204 in the morning for whatever reason. Uh, so I like to weigh myself in the morning, but 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 really I'm a 207 guy, and I was trying to convince myself, well that's not bad, until I look at myself. Yeah, I go, it's only 10 pounds, and then I and then I was in my garage, Steve, cleaning up, and and I've got a couple of 10 pound barbells, right? And I lifted one of them, went, oh my god, 10, 
10 pounds is a lot, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> It's yeah, and imagine, the fat if, brick, imagine if you're the carrying brick weight. <laughs> yeah, imagine if you're carrying fifty extra pounds or a hundred, and you, you pick up a weight. I mean, um, yeah. a lot of people, a lot of people can't even pick up the hundred pound weight, or at least to put it over their head. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, that's all so, on you, spine. That's all on you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So here I am, Stevie. Ventured out last night uh, at ten thirty at night. Sure was. Nope. No, no, no. I just, I had the shirt on, but I, I went shortless and uh, walked the, <laughs> I thought I'd change it up and nice, uh, nice. did my, my eight kilometer walk, uh, Stevie. So good. Back nice. walking, Steve. Disgusting. It's always, it's always Stevie. Uh, we always seem to get motivated when, uh, I don't know, you're collapsing at the seams. Right. Okay. When, when life, when life is you're going. not collapsing at the seams. <laughs> I know. Your stomach may be. No, my stomach sure isn't collapsing. No, it's not collapsing, Steve. Yeah. Well, ripping out at the seams, I should say. No, it's uh, it's fine. It's good. Don't forget about your neck. Don't sell your neck short. It's not just your stomach that's fat. Okay. Just want to make sure you don't leave out the neck area. What the what? (laughs) There's your supportive buddy, Stevie. (laughs) You always blame me for piling on, and I just self-deprecated for for. Three minutes straight? Yeah. Your neck? Yeah. So my neck? I just wanted to chime in, and I shouldn't have. I I, I apologize. Hey, you can pile on me right now, because in the headlines a moment ago, I was, like, yelling about this or that in the world of sports, and I probably didn't didn't pay too close attention, because I was was yelling about Laura Keto winning the CP Women's Open. Oh, yeah. That will come come as news to the real winner, Paula Rito. Uh, Not to... Not Laura Keto at all. Anyway, she wins and yeah. uh, finishes up 14 shots ahead of Brooke Henderson. It was a nice little run by uh, Nelly Corda, who yeah. was throwing darts in that final round. In fact, uh, hold out on a long approach shot. So uh, she won by a stroke over Nelly Corda. And she was the one, of course, on Thursday who set the course record with a 62. And uh, she had some ups and downs after that. But rode that wave effectively and uh, and wins with a 467 on Sunday to uh, to win it all. So that's pretty cool, but a little disappointing for Brooke Henderson to be that far back. Well, not only that, Steve, but look at your face. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, oh, Jesus Christ, man. Oh, my God. Look at was, that. Come on. I was just oh. self-deprecating over here. <laughs> you can't do it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, I don't know if you've ever played the Hunt. Fantastic golf course. Many uh, times. Yeah, they've. Uh, I, I played there when I moved to Ottawa. My dad was a member, so I got to, you know, that was the course. You know me, Silver Spoon Kid. I uh, got to play a fantastic golf course, and they've made changes over the years. Um, so when you see that girl shot 62, okay, if you've played the Hunt, uh, try, try and wrap your head around that. Mm-hmm. Try and wrap your head around I don't care how short they play it, okay? And they don't play it as short as you think for the women. Uh, you know, get try and try and look at that and go, yeah, nine under. Jesus, man! Yeah, Holy God. and this isn't like a perennial major winner or anything. This is a first victory for this woman. I think yeah. she has. I think she's in her early thirties, and she has six top tens in her career on the LPGA tour, and this is her first win. So, of all the people. You'd expect to go out and fire a 62 and, and break a course record. She would not be uh, right at the top of your mind. So. No, no. 
Uh, anyway, good for her. Congratulations. Yep. Yeah. Well, well done. What, what was her total, Steve? Is she, uh, I, she came in at 19 under overall. 19 one. under through four rounds. So yep. you know, virtually five under a round. God almighty. Nice playing, girl. Nice playing. 100%. Good crowd, Stevie. I, I watched it yesterday. I watched sort of the final five, six holes. Uh, way to go, Ottawa. Way to go, Ottawa. Showing yeah, like, up. I think there was like 70, 80,000 tickets sold for this thing, and it was largely because of Brooke Henderson. And you could tell in her post-match press conference how disappointed she was. She, of course, was excited to have that many people watching her. It's really, I mean, Ottawa and the Canadian Open, it's, it's obvious that that's always going to be where she has her biggest galleries. But she said, uh, so it was a mixed blessing. Didn't have the performance mm-hmm. she wanted. She said it was amazing. I didn't necessarily expect to have so many fans on Sunday because I was thinking, you know, they should go and see some really good golf happening. It's amazing they were out there the whole time. Just so many people. I felt the love all week. And so you can cool. You can see she was beating herself up a little bit in there, but she was certainly um, wide-eyed and thrilled that so many people came out to watch her. So that was cool. And certainly on the men's side of things, how about Rory McIlroy winning $18 million and the Tour Championship? This is what Rory had to say afterward. I believe in the game of golf. I believe in this tour in particular. I believe on the players. And, you know, I believe in the players on this tour. Um, it's the greatest place in the world to play golf, bar none. And I've played all over the world. And, uh, you know, this is an incredibly proud moment for me, but it should also be a, an incredibly proud moment for the PGA Tour. They've, um, you know, they've, they've had some hard times this year, but we're getting through it. And, um, you know, that was a spectacle out there today. You know, two of the, the best players in the world going head to head for, um, you know, the biggest prize on the PGA Tour. And, um, you know, I hope everyone at home enjoyed that. So there's Rory McIlroy with a phenomenal comeback. He's down six strokes to Scotty Scheffler and reeled him in. I think Scheffler was a 73 and McElroy yeah. was a 66 on the final day. And that was a big surprise. I really thought Scheffler was going to put that to bed. And uh, Rory clearly taking some hard shots, Jimmy, at the Live Golf Tour in that clip. Yeah. Well, you know, look at the two events, Steve, the, the, the CP Women's Open in Ottawa and East Lake here in Atlanta to watch this you know, final round of 30 guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, I've always said, Steve, ironically, the the final weekend of the tour championship, the third weekend is cut down to 30 guys and it's for 18 mil. And, and then, you know, several million, if you second, third, fourth, you know, down the line, everyone cashes a big check um, that coincidentally, it looks like a live golf event, you know, uh, uh, I've, I've, I, do you think Rory's going to say that, Steve, after he walks off that green with 18 mils saying the PGA is the best thing in the world? I guess so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I guess so, you know. Uh, but, Stevie, I got to admit, uh, with all this talk with big money, uh, you know, which which was perpetuated by this live tour, right, was what they're doing where everyone went, oh, my God, you know. Oh, my God, the guaranteed hundreds of millions uh you know, tons of talk about it, tons of coverage. Liv must have loved this when it happened that they did get so much exposure. Uh, but, but Stevie, in the end, I, I found it undramatic, to be honest with you. You know, uh, when I looked at it and I said, well, Rory's going to 
going to pocket 18 mil. I, you know, he's taken on the number one player in the world in, in Scheffler. Uh, a bunch of other guys were knocking on the door for a while. It was pretty exciting in, in, in terms of a golf event, but it just didn't do it for me, Stevie. You know, Rory, Rory signed, I don't know, Rory's, Rory makes $100 million a year, mm-hmm. $50 million a year, 40, 30, I don't know. Roy makes millions and millions. So uh, it, the money thing just, it, it has no bearing for me on, on watching these events. It just doesn't. I, you know, I thought it might have, Stevie. I, I don't know what you think, but the women's, the women's story was way bigger, was way bigger, way more about sports, Steve, about a kid who's been out there, a kid who's never won. Uh, you know, the Brooks story for a couple of days where, where you know, her, her whole deal in Canada, uh, we own her. We love her. That's why everyone showed up uh, through, you know, great fans, Stevie, right? Through thick and thin, right? You can't, you can't bail on someone. And, 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 and they packed the joint the Saturday, Sunday, when Brooke was definitely out of it by then. But I, I just found it a little more riveting, you know, uh, wa- yeah. watching that girl try and close that deal. than I did going, well, if Rory misses this, uh, you know, blah, 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 they're tied. So Scheffler and Rory are going to, are going to play off, you know, uh, if it had Connor, Corey Connors in there, I, you know, it might've been, but, but I just, it, it just didn't rev me up. What, how about you? I think just because it was McElroy, I, I think in normal circumstances, if it's, um, I don't know, Xander Shoffley and, uh, Will Zalatoris, I'm like, whatever, because it was McElroy and he started from six strokes back going into the final round. I think just the storyline of him being, the PGA's most vocal defender throughout this past season, that he's the guy that, that surfaces as the, you know, kind of the pseudo champion. Uh, I still have a hard time declaring this the winner of this event, the champion, you're the FedEx cup champion, the tour champion, whatever it is. Uh, but, and the $18 million, you know, I guess, I, I guess that is the, the richest first place prize in the history of golf. So mm-hmm. there's something to that as well, I guess, but no, I, I, for the same reasons, I, poo-poo the live golf tour you know there's no legacy or heritage for these events it seems like a pocket stuffer it's exhibition golf there's some of that with the tour championship as well in this fedex cup playoff but i gotta say it's better for me than it was when it started however many years this thing started ago decade 15 years ago I, i certainly pay attention to it a lot more now than I did at the start, which would tell you, you do anything long enough in a sport that people love, I think it'll eventually catch on with people. Yeah. Where, where Stephen, he will, Stephen. I don't mind uh, Stephen. Yeah. Hey, Stephen, where, where, the, where he'll get, Roy will get some pushback. And uh, not that he'll regret what he said, but he might, he might. Is if, if you talk to uh, other players, Steve, who are not household names, yet they make up the tour. Okay, the 125 guys, right, who make up that tour. And you talk to the lower 50, Steve, when Roy says the PGA is the best thing in the world, a lot of those guys are going to disagree, Steve. There's what, what is happening with this conflict with, with Liv and, um, you know, uh, with all the drama that's going on with this thing. Uh, Steve, there's been players who've come forward and said, we're, we're getting ripped off, you know. Phil Mickelson, right? He, I don't know that Phil was that wrong when he said the gr- greed is is you know taking over this PGA and we're not getting w- what we should be getting. Mm-hmm. And if you're a if you're a guy, Stevie, in in ninetieth place yet you're on that tour, uh, is it really the best? 
is the PGA really the best where you're not guaranteed money? You know, uh, I, I'm, 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 I'm not guaranteed money. You know, maybe you should let everyone in the FedEx, you know, maybe you should break that, break that total purse, whatever it is. It's, it must be 30 or 40 million. I don't know what the total purse is. And maybe all of them should have a shot at it. Uh, albeit, you know, maybe, maybe they won't be able to do it under that format where everyone's a shot or two. And as you go down the list, you're, you're more and more shots behind going into the event, which isn't great, you know, but, but a, a bunch of guys are going to disagree with Rory, Steve, about, about the PGA being the best tour in the world. There's no doubt about it that some of those guys are going, nah, easy, Rory. Uh, I get it why it is for you and, and for the other, you know, the guys who've been in the top 20 for the last 10 years. Um, but not so much, you know, not so yeah, much. Well, so. And, and as guys defect, they continually defect. I think there was three more names I saw on the weekend of guys going over. The more and more stars go over there. I, I still think I agree with them. I think that the PGA is the best tour in the world still. But uh, that can easily be remedied over the next year or so if guys keep continually going over there. The big names, you get you get more big names, you're going to be the better tour. That's just the, the long and short right. of it. And so... um it will still be hard to embrace most of these odd tours with 54 holes and no cuts and a really small field and tournaments that don't mean much, don't have any heritage or legacy. That will be hard to embrace, but it'll eventually win the day if players keep going over there. Let's take a time right. out of the program, James. When we return, we'll talk a little baseball. Your Red Blacks or my Red Blacks against your Elks. We'll talk about that, and that's coming up after these words. First, some words from our good sponsor. At JimK4.com, we'd like to invite you to immediately check out the all-electric Ford Mustang Mach-E. Goodbye gasoline, hello freedom. The Mustang Mach-E gives you 0 to 60 thrills, expansive range, and zero tailpipe emissions. Transports are arriving daily at Jim K. Ford with more inventory all the time. Order your next vehicle exactly the way you want it. JimK4.com, they're at 1438 Uville Drive in Orleans. If you're looking to sell your home, maybe you're in the market to buy a home that better suits you and your family, or maybe you're keen on an investment property. Make a little dough. Well, the Glenn Walton Real Estate Team can help. Glenn helped me sell a home a couple of years ago and provided a great painter. He was awesome, a cleaner, and even bought new ceiling lights for us, all to make sure the home was looking its best on picture day and at the open house. All part of his services. He can do the same for you. Visit glenwalton.com. As long as we're thanking great supporters of the program, want to uh, give a shout out to our legends on Patreon, like Bill Grease, Henry Backer, Jimmy Fada, Michael Pearson, G Money, George Valenzuela, Marcus, Marcus Von B, Steve Davis, Doug Best, and Mark Dumalski. Thanks to all of you guys for your great um, Patreon memberships and to, to everybody who is a member of the program. Talk a little baseball here, James, and the Blue Jays. Oh, my God. What the hell happened to them on the weekend? So they're they're on cloud nine, as they say. They complete a sweep of the Red Sox at Fenway. They take three or four from the Yankees at Yankee Stadium. They go six and one on a road trip last week, and they come home to take on the lowly Angels. And I don't know. Maybe they just felt like they could just show up and the Angels had lied down for them. But not so much. They get swept at home by the Angels and outscored in the process 22-3. to And after the game, manager John Schneider was asked, 
What do you got to do to motivate these guys? Look at the standings and understand that every game is important. And three hours out of your day needs to be completely focused on trying to win. Um, so that's the goal going forward. I'm never the, the type of guy that will go in there and flip a table. Um, at this point, it's up to the players to say this is not good enough. Um, and I'm sure they're, they're talking about that right now. And you trust that the guys who are leaders and the guys that are veterans in the team take care of that. And, you know, tomorrow starts a new series. John Schneider of the Blue Jays, the interim manager. Basically, I don't know, maybe you want to get a little more involved in. Yeah, they're in there talking about it right now. They just have to look at the standings. To me, if you're if you're showing up all loosey-goosey and, and uh, maybe not ready for a series, maybe that's on the manager a little bit. What do you think? You know, baseball's kind of a weird thing, Stevie, about effort, you know, about this talk about, you know, when you hear this coach going, these guys got to get their head in the game. They got to get their head in the game. Um, yeah, it's kind of different, Steve, than other sports where, you know, hockey, basketball, f- football, uh, where sometimes you can see guys not giving a shit, guys giving up on tackles, defenders giving up on coverage, uh, you know, qu- quarterbacks. Uh, you know, breaking plays and trying too much shit on their own, right? And and then 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 I understand it, right? Where a mm-hmm. post game conference from a coach is going like, you know, every, every the thing just fell apart here, you know, it just fell apart. No one was buying in, right? Uh, ba- baseball, though, Steve, you know, what's what's a guy not trying in baseball? What does that look like? What's it, what what does it look like? A guy who's under a fly ball and then goes fuck it and and walks away from it, you know? Uh, is it a first baseman? You know, not not watching the pitcher. Uh, you know, uh, you know, is, is it a guy not obeying the shift? Uh, I, you know, I, I just don't get it. Right, I don't get it. You know, you know, baseball. You know, I've never, I've never watched. I've, I've watched teams that are shitty. You know, uh, but when you're giving up that many runs, uh, you know, a couple errors might happen. Steve, some bad luck. Uh, a pitcher doesn't do what he's supposed to do. It's, but but I've never never thought Steve it was. They're not trying. They're not trying. Yeah, you I know, think it. 160 I, games, Stevie. There's ups and downs. This happens all the time in baseball. All mm-hmm. the time, you know, nine, nine, nine and one, and then one and nine. You know, all day long that shit happens. You know, unless you're the Yankees. But yeah, I mean, baseball is a game where it's just filled with failure. Even the best team in baseball is going to lose 50 times during the course of the season. You look at individually at hitters. I mean. The game's best hitters are going to fail seven out of ten times at the plate when they're up there batting. So it lends itself to slumps for sure. But, uh, you know, you can't get swept. You have an off night. That should have woken them up. But they get swept by the Angels, who are sellers, by the way, at the trade deadline. They've given up on this season. And mm-hmm. uh, they go um, go into Toronto and have their way with the Jays. Again, let me just reset. They outscored the Jays 22-3 to in the three games. So... I think that's a problem, and uh, I think it's not so much effort. Like it's it's more of a have you shown up ready to be focused and ready to rumble? It's it's easy to be at historic buildings against historic franchises like Fenway and the Red Sox, like Yankee Stadium and the Yankees. Everybody mm-hmm. gets up for those games. Then you come home, and I really think that that you know I could excuse losing once, but to get worked over the way they did all three games, it, it, to me. I mean, I think it's. It go, I mean, Charlie Montoya got for, fired earlier this year because the Jays were underachieving. It's 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 more than just little slumps that happen in a season. It's it's almost like a cocky team that felt like they could just show up and the Angels would just go, yeah, fine. Um, yeah. And and there comes a point where you say, um, 
it's just not good for business. And you need to you need to find some focus here, fellas. And it's going to get away from you in a hurry because you get you get some more bad teams coming up. Right now, they're kind of clinging to that third wild card, only a game and a half out of Baltimore. The Jays now host the Cubs, another team well below 500. And uh, that's a three-gamer starting today here as we record on August 29th. The Jays then are taking on the Pirates, also bad. The Orioles, who are right, the team that's chasing them for that third wild card. And Texas is pretty ordinary as well. So right now, these next few series could really define the Blue Jays' season because if they continue along this course, I mean, and who knows if they will or not, it's going to leave them in a bad place in the standings. So um, let's see if they can fire it up or not. Yeah. I'm just saying, Steve, if you watch Blue Jays in 30, you know, the post game or watch a whole game, I guess they re- they repeat them, mm-hmm. rerun them. You know, w- when I do and they lose like that, Steve, and oh, God, I, I, I defy anyone to tell me where someone wasn't focusing. Right. I, don't, I, I just don't see it in baseball, but I see you winning and losing. <laughs> right. Anyway. Yeah. I, I think it's more of a, I mean, like it's a guys being hyped up and, you know, hustling down the first baseline, even though they know they're going to get thrown out by two steps. Right. And, and it just sort of, it let, it sort of washes over a whole team when guys look like they're lollygagging and lollygagging over here and lollygagging. Well, I will say that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah running, running, to, running to first base, right? You, you can, you can see if a guy's get like yeah. sort of hits the ball and then doesn't take two steps, just turns around and walks. <laughs> yeah. I just, I think coaches, That's what I do, Steve. Coaches and managers see that stuff. Whatever sport it is, there's a there's a sharpness to a team. There's a desire level to a team that some, sometimes is there. Scale of 1 to 10, it's a 10. And to me, it looked like against the Angels. It was mm-hmm. running at about a 6. Anyway, I, um, I see your point completely. And it is t- tough to define. And it, you know, it may be a case of because the Jays sure looked like garbage around the time Charlie Montoyo got fired. And uh, they've played some really good baseball. And so... Will the real Blue Jays please stand up? The Jekyll right. and Hyde thing is getting a little a little tired. Um, staying with baseball, how about this? Heritage Auctions completely shocked the trading world back in July 26th when they listed a 1952 Topps Mickey Mantle rookie card for sale. Um, I think it's a rookie card. I'm not positive. But it's mm-hmm. a Mickey Mantle card. And um, let me just double check. I can actually read the thing here. Um, but, da, 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 da. not sure. Anyway, it's 1952 tops Mickey, Mickey Mantle card for sale. And it was given a grade of 9.5 and collectors everywhere were going bonkers and heritage auctions sold the card on Saturday for $12.6 million, a little piece of cardboard, James, Wow, which would be wow. what about, I don't know, two by three, something like yeah. that. Uh, it goes for that kind of dough. It's unbelievable. That tops the Honus Wagner card sale from earlier this month of $7.25 million. This 12.6 is the most anyone has ever paid for any sports item, card, or memorabilia. Nuts. Right. You know, I wonder, Steve, uh, I, it's always uh, sort of bothered me if I was Mickey Mantle saying, uh, do I get some of that, <laughs> Stevie? Do I do I get a little piece of the action there? Uh, I, His I think family the would be no. saying that. Huh? His family would be saying that. Mickey Mantle yeah. probably not. Right. I know he's dead, he but yeah, yeah. But but I'm just saying the, the estate. Yeah. Right. When when that shit is sold, uh, you know, I know I know Brett Hall was pretty vocal about that when when collecting sort of came on strong, uh, and guys were 
you know, selling stuff, right? Getting signatures and then selling it. And I think he was kind of right, you know? Yeah. I, I don't know. I, that's where I go to when I see this, you know? Uh, so or- much mo- so much money out there. When you think about what this card sold for, and it is a rookie card, by the way. In 1991, it sold for $50,000. 30 and, years later. Yeah, wow. so the guy, the guy that sold it in 1991 is probably going, oh, my God. It's something I think about sometimes. <laughs> it's something I think about sometimes because I, I had Mario Lemieux and Wayne Gretzky's rookie cards, mm-hmm. and I, I sold them both. Mario went for, I think, $300 back in the late 90s, I want to say, when I had to go to a wedding in Kirkland Lake and I was completely right. broke. Right. And, I, and I sold the Gretzky rookie card for about 600 to some guy in L.A., and uh, well, they're worth considerably more than that. They weren't. They weren't mint though. Like this one. This one's nine point five out of ten. Yeah, it was. That's what makes it different. There's lots of Gretzky rookies out there. My framing was a little off. One of the corners wasn't just so. So, oh, right. It probably now would go for a couple of grand and not much more. At least yeah, I tell I, myself I, that. <laughs> I think that. I think that. Yeah. Yeah. Go with that. Yeah. I think that mantle card was found in an attic. Or yeah, something. it was. Yeah. yeah. Oh yikes! How's it going? I got to get up to my attic. Yeah. Yeah. Do you still have all your, no, you, you said your mom three years out, your cards. I never, I was never a collector, but. You know, oh, I'm I, sorry. If I, I went you. up to my attic in the family house there when I was, if I would go up there, I'd be, I'd be phoning in to say, look at what, uh, I've got a bunch of these. Mm-hmm. Uh, go to one of these auction houses, Steve, and say, uh, what are these empty vodka bottles worth? Up, uh <laughs> From my attic, you know. What, nice. Uh, what, 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 they're rookie vodka bottles, Stevie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's so long since you've been a rookie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I, I still have all mine. So I'm, I'm keen to go through them one of these days. And because uh, they, I go back, all my cards go back to, my, I mean, the formative years from like the 70s and into the 80s. And then when around 90, 91, Upper Deck started printing. And they were fantastic, most beautiful card ever, but they were so mass produced. There were so many of them and four or five other card companies started up competing with Opeachy. And at that stage of the game, I said, okay, that's way oversaturated. I'm out. I was mm-hmm. glad to just roll around, roll down with one company. That was fine, but that was the end of my card collecting. But I still have every single card with the exception of the two I just talked about. Closing right. it out today, the Red Blacks win a football game. What? This can't be. Is this some what? Anyway, they uh, they uh, outlast the Elks in a rematch of a game the week before. Ottawa wins it 25 to 18 over the Elks. And it uh, seems like they have their quarterback until Jeremiah Masoli gets back in the lineup. He was injured in that cheap shot in Regina in week four. And really, Caleb Evans has been pretty inconsistent. So Nick Arbuckle got his first start with the Red Blacks, and he clearly is the superior option. Not that he doesn't have some warts in this game, but uh, came in, could certainly sling it pretty well, and, well, the W speaks for itself. I'm pretty sure he gets the job uh, right. moving forward, uh, starting against the Alouettes this weekend. I don't know how the guy, the, the head coach uh, in Edmonton is going to survive, but they're, they're on their way, Steve, to uh, an incredible record of... No home wins, Steve. The Eskimos. No home wins in I, I, three years. No, Some, no. I, I mean, it's not. It's not uh, quite that long, but it's yeah. It's uh, it's long for sure. Yeah, they're making they're making strides, Stevie, on, on, on setting a record for sure. Yeah, I think the stat not, is 
I want to say the stat is something along the lines. It's really weird how Edmonton and Ottawa have been connected. Like they've had so many players go back and forth, coaches, GMs. In fact, Brock Sunderland was there for a while after being here in Ottawa as the assistant. So there's been lots of guys coming and going. But statistically, I think there's something, the stat was something along the lines of Edmonton has, um, um, both Ottawa and Edmonton each have one win at home in the last three years or something, two and a half. And uh, they both have won in the other's building more times than they've won at home during that time frame. Edmonton has two wins in Ottawa. Ottawa has two wins in Edmonton. And yet at home, they only have one win in the last three years. Yeah. Each, each one other. win. Okay. So not I was not far off. No, you weren't actually. Yeah. Uh, so good luck to the Red Blacks, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, certainly they played uh, a considerably better football game than they have in a while. But again, there's still a long way to go. But uh, the thing about it is, as, as with your case of, you know, the example of baseball, I, I really don't think there's anybody out there going, I, I refuse to try. I think yeah, right. 95% of these rosters, which seem to have about 1,000 on each side in the game of football, mm-hmm. uh, these guys are trying. These guys right. are working hard. And so it's nice to have a little encouragement, even though the playoffs probably aren't happening this year and there's probably going to be wholesale changes again in the offseason. It is nice to have some encouragement when you're in there doing the work, when you're in there studying the playbook, when you're laying out on game day. It's nice mm-hmm. that you, you get that W and a little bit of positive feedback in a rough season. I agree, man. Yeah, I agree. All righty. Let's call it quits right there, James. Let's do that, Stevie boy. As we head out the door, don't forget our website is stevewproject.com. All kinds of uh, interesting stuff there. You can find out. You got any questions about the show? That's where the answers lie. And uh, James, have you any final thoughts today? I'm hoping that uh, you've got a shirt in your near future. Anything to say as we go out the door? I got to go lie down, Steve. We've yeah. done this for, this is like 32 minutes straight of sitting up. Straight. Right, right. Yeah. So. Go get horizontal and we'll talk to you in our next episode. Yeah. <coughs> Good night, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see you. Yeah.